everyone. I'm Nicole. And I'm Crystal. Welcome back to Las Brujas and Friends podcast. A podcast where we talk about international stories, tales, legends, and myths. Sprinkled with true crime, extraterrestrial, and the like. These accounts have been passed down through family and friends. We're sharing these stories to keep them going. And we want to continue to pass them down for culture, fascination, and for you guys to feel the same fear we felt when we heard them. This is a disclosure. We're not professionals. We're not historians. We just love everything scary. So today we're going to be talking about stories. Um, mine's going to be a folklore from El Salvador. It's La Siwanaba. Siwanaba? Siwanaba, yep. Mine is going to be a folktale, a folklore about, what is it? It's con- it's originated from Venezuela, according to one website. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Venezuelan friend. She'll tell me if it's from there. <laughs> And it's called El Sibon, and I think it means whistler, because in English, the other stories I read, it says the whistler. So I think El Sibon means the whistler in English. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. I'll look it up later. <laughs> Actually, I'll look it up right now. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about mine. Uh, it's supposed to be... Wait, oh. I have to do the... Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? <laughs> Took the initiative. <laughs> okay, go. You go first. So the story is Lasi Nagua, and then I have a little short bit because they're supposed to be linked together. El Cipitio. So La Ciguanaba, or La Cigua, or Cegua, refers to a horrible woman previously known as the Cihuetiet. It's a ghost to beware of late night. So she appears at night as a beautiful woman in a sheer, often white dress with long, beautiful hair. Always. She summons men wandering in the dark, often targeting those who are drunk, conceited, and looking for conquest, as well as men who are unfaithful to their women. Mm -hmm. She then seduces them, seduces the men who... I lost my spot. Okay. I found it. You gotta stand. I gotta stand. Girl, you gotta pop socket. Still, you got a wooden stand for your phone. She has a wooden stand. Her phone is on a wooden stand right now. Mine sure just is. sitting on the table where mm-hmm. it's usually at. <laughs> Get fancy. Hey. <laughs> so once she introduces them, she gets them close enough to touch. The men think they've just about uh, they've just about scored. She reveals her true self, transforming into a horrible thing. So some versions say that she is so terrifyingly ugly that she's deformed, while others say she's just bare skull. Ooh, mm-hmm. I think that's worse. Some variations claim that she has the head of a horse, regardless of the terrible sight that the men see. It's like they're entranced of with her eyes, almost like a Medusa type feel. Oh, yeah. They'll either die or go completely mad after. Oh, um, yeah. I like her. Hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can we summon her? <laughs> now, La Sinawa came to be this way when uh, she was a beautiful woman and was married to the son of. It was the god of the rains and had affairs while he was away at war and became pregnant with the son of her lover as a result of the affairs. This was punishment for her seduction and infidelity. So she got, she had the affair. She had the affair. And so she was punished. She was punished. (laughs) Standard. (laughs) (laughs) So Tlaloc sought out of help of an almighty god named Teotel and Together they cursed and condemned um, the Sinawa, and you but they did, not, uh, they did not. They did not. Oh well, I know. 
I know. Every time you say see now, wow, that's what I think. <laughs> they didn't curse her son. Okay. Yeah. So he was saved. Oh, he was. On. Did they? Oh. Scratch that. They okay. did curse his son as well. So La Siwanava was stuck in a state of horror and deceit and terrorizes those who are guilty of some crime she once committed. And it is stuck mm. forever to look for her son. Oh. Yeah. El Salvador, okay? So the legend of the La, La Siguanaba says that the woman um, was a peasant girl and that ascended to queen using her arms um, to lure into, ma- into marriage. The Cipitio was a child, the unborn. Cipitio. Mm-hmm. Cipitio? Cipitio, um, <laughs> go, go with it. So she was a bad mother, neglecting her son, leaving him alone to meet her lovers. To inherit the throne, she conceded to plot to use another magic potion to poison Yelsun uh, during a festival. Now, Yelsun is the prince of Tlaloc. <laughs> There's so many extra L's. I'm like, say it in the right spot. I feel like you just want to call La Loca. La. So the plan worked so well that Yelson converted into a savage giant monster with two heads who ravaged attendants at the palace's feast. So guards tried to defeat the sun, which was the, the god, La Loc. Family trees getting a little out of hand right now. So they, the guards killed him, and then uh, when the the king found out, condemned the cipito, cipitio. So she was forced to find her son. Never, never could find it. Cipitio. Just curse on curse on yeah. curse. They're going in circles over there in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. So there was another story uh, of that same Siwagnaba uh, in Guatemala, though too. Oh. Yeah. So there's different stories. Um, Now, this one is that she was washing her hair in a golden bowl and combing it with a golden comb. She was said to wander the streets of Guatemala City, luring men who are in love. Um, I guess in Guatemala, the legend was in Antigua, Guatemala, the old colonial capital. That's where she mainly wandered. Same thing. Her face was a horse, was shaped as a horse. You think she carries her comb around, combing her mane? Yeah. Hey, turns around. Horse. Horse. (laughs) That tricks a lot of men. What? Hair. Oh, Mm -hmm. we're unraveling this right Mm -hmm. here. (laughs) Right here, right now. (laughs) Figuring this lady out. That's pretty much what I have. Yeah. So it's like the same thing with Guatemala. So she lures. Now it says here, after writing with her victim for a short while, she reveres her fingernails as fearsome claws and her face starts to mutate into the horse. Into yeah. Ooh. Ooh mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Some guy thinks he's going to get lucky or he's in the process of getting lucky and, and she all of a sudden whips her mane. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course... Most of our ghosts are going to be nocturnal. They're not going to be yeah, most daytime wanderers. I'd be real scared if I saw a ghost in the daytime. Maybe that's the trick. That's how we're going to catch You'd never people sleep. off guard. You'd right. never sleep. You'd be awake the whole time because you already saw it during daylight. All night and all day. So the Cipitio is not a threatening spirit. He's known to be a jokester. He is dressed so rather yeah, shabbily. He has a big hat. He has a big belly. Many versions say he's barefoot. Um, his feet are face backwards and nobody can find them. But they try well, when they follow his footprints um, while he's harmless. He is obnoxious. He's walking backwards, but forwards. Yeah. That's weird. 
Mm-hmm. That's trippy. Mm-hmm. So while he's harmless, he throws pebbles at pretty young girls oh. as they wash their clothing in the river. <laughs> yeah. And then um, appearing at night to laugh and dance and whistle while he's by the river. Many legends say he is often seen eating a banana. Stories say that he has an ability to disappear and reappear and eat ashes of leftover rural kitchens. So his age is about eight to ten. Yeah, he's a kid. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was a kid when it happened. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. With a little with a big old hat. But he whistles. He whistles or he plays music. They say he dances by the river with the girls after throwing pebbles at them. So you're going to see water splashing everywhere. So, he's, yeah, he's like a little boy that's mm-hmm. just going around. With his feet backwards. Oh, that's trippy. Mm-hmm. That's weird because you can't follow where he's going because his feet are the other way. Mm-hmm. It's going this way. But really, it looks like he's going that way, but he's actually going this way. <laughs> So there's another article about El Cibitio. It's saying that in El Salvador, he was known to um, explore the jungles and be around large volcanoes. It says that many legends surround these places, including creatures that live there. So, of course, we already know that he's one. But because that's high activity around the volcano, that's like a portal, I would assume. some sort. He deceives people, girls, and he takes them to his cave. And he'll do silly things to entice them and deceive them. But again, harmless. It's just all fun and games to him yeah, because he's a kid. He's little. And that's what I got. Interesting. Would you like my stand? No, it's okay. I'll hold my phone like a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to read my story a little bit like a story because that's how I wrote it. One day. <laughs> once upon a time. One day. A man was returning home from work, and when he got home, he found his father abusing his wife. Mm -hmm. Seeing his father abusing his wife angered him so much that he killed his father. And he did not just kill him and just leave him there dead. He cut out his heart and his liver. Left a message. Oh, it gets worse. For whatever reason, he gave his mom the heart and the liver. Sacrifice. He told her to cook it. Okay, cannibal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's cannibalism. Mm-hmm. The mom didn't know, obviously, that this was her husband's heart and liver. Wait a minute. he Didn't he kill him in front of the mom? No, not in front of the mom. Oh. That was the son's wife. So the son came home, found the father abusing the son's wife, okay. not his mom. So he didn't come home and see his parents arguing. He came home and saw his wife being abused by his own father. Okay. That's what happened. And then he killed him, took his heart and his liver out, and then gave it to his mom so that she can cook it and eat it. (gasps) What the heck? I know. I don't know what was wrong with him. She thought it was really interesting. She thought it was really odd. Interesting, I guess, too, how tough it was. So she started to wonder what this was, what meat her son had given her to cook and eat. And then I guess she found out what happened and she got very angry so angry that she cursed him the mother cursed her own son and she cursed him for eternity and it wasn't just i curse you type of thing oh no it gets worse she called upon another male relative uh some of the stories say that it's her father so the son's grandfather Mm -hmm. he grabbed his grandson, tied him to a tree, and proceeded to whip him. And it gets worse. 
To further torture him, mm-hmm. he rubbed his wounds with lemon and hot peppers. Ow. Mm-hmm. Then the grandfather decided to find the most vicious dog and command the dog to then go after his grandson. And the dog did. And the grandson died. Up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the son dies and his mother's curse transforms him into a ghost. So now he's condemned, he's, you know, cursed for eternity as a ghost. He is condemned to wander the fields carrying a sack of bones on his back. The bones represent his father's bones or maybe bones of his other victims. Because like all folklores, there's so many different versions. So one version says it's the bones of his father. A lot of other versions say that he, I mean, he killed his own father and took his heart and liver out. So they're saying that he was a murderer of some sort? Right. He was skeletons in his closet. Oh, skeletons in his sack. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it kind of differs a little bit. And then there's another part from the beginning where it it differentiates also. They say that it wasn't, the son didn't see his father abusing his wife, the son's wife. They say that the son was a spoiled brat. And he asked his father to bring him a deer, like hunt a deer and bring it home. And the father, the father, (laughs) the father couldn't find a deer and bring it home. And the son got so upset, he killed him and took his heart and liver out. That's the other version from the beginning. But I like the version I told. Makes more sense. Yeah. As far as his ghost. So as far as the ghost, this is how it's described. His ghost is disproportionately skinny and extremely tall. So tall that his body towers over the treetops. So imagine, I imagine Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Super tall, skinny, disproportionate, but he's carrying a sack of bones over his shoulder. And not only that, but they say that the dog still haunts him. So if, I guess if you see him, you'll see a dog like nipping after him or chasing him. Yeah. Crazy, huh? His ghost is known as the Whistler or El Sibon. You'll know when he's around. Oh, this is the trippy part. Okay. You'll know when he's around because he whistles, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the, he whistles the set, the seven notes, the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti. Mm-hmm. He whistles them. It's slowly and he draws out the notes. You would think if you hear a whistle, you would be able to tell if he's close or far away. Especially if it's long. Right. It's the opposite. So if he whistles, you hear him whistling and you feel like, oh, that sounds really far away. He's actually right next to you. No. Yes. And if his whistle sounds like it's right next to you, he's actually far away. So he messes with you either way. Either way, you're being messed with. Because can you imagine if you heard a whistle right here next to your ear? You'd be freaked out. Mm -hmm. And you think you're safe if you hear it far away, but he's actually right here. Mm Mm-hmm. That's trippy. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, that freaked me out a little bit. His ghost, his ghost or his soul, spirit, whatever, actually hunts people too, kind of like yours. And he hunts down men who cheats on their wives, obviously, because his father was abusing his wife. I guess that's how he tries to make things right. But then there's another part that says that he likes to dr- attack drunks. Like you were saying, like all these soul spirits, these condemned spirits well, because like to go you're not them. conscious. Think about it. When people get hypnotized oh, right. or they're that sleep deprived. Sense. When you're drunk, you have no inhibitions. So you're more open to all of these things. <gasps> That's why people who are drunk see apparitions and stuff like that too. We're unraveling so many things today. <laughs> I'm Halloween. never getting drunk again. <laughs> I'm not even added to my long list of notes. <laughs> 
When he finds these drunk people passed out in the street or wherever he finds them, he finds their belly buttons and sucks all the alcohol out of them. Don't, Ew, don't ask me why that was a part of it, but it was a part of the story. <laughs> That's what I got a picture of. <sighs> he sucks the alcohol out of your belly button. That's the way to get sober. I would definitely be freaked out if someone came, a, a spirit would come to me and want to drunk? look at my belly button. <laughs> Trying to You're like, get out of here, <laughs> pushing him away. Like, I just want your belly button. <laughs> what would be more scary is how tall he is trying yeah. to bend over to you. <laughs> so creepy. The whistler can go into your house. Wait a minute. Spirits need to be welcomed in. <laughs> Not the whistler. He can come in. And you'll know if he's in your house because when he goes into your house, he puts his sack of bones on the floor. No. And he starts to count them. What the hell? Um, so if you hear like commotion downstairs, like a rattling, I don't know, whatever bones would sound like on the floor, he's in your house. Mm. You should be aware if you ever hear the clatter. You said where? Bones. Venezuela? Venezuela. There are ways to protect yourself from the whistler. And maybe I'll tell you one day. Garlic. <laughs> but until then, good luck. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll tell you. The way to protect yourself from the Whistler is to remind him of his crime and why he's cursed. And I guess he'll leave you alone. Jeez, you got to be his mom? <laughs> yeah, you have to be his mom. Uh-huh. I know what you did. Mm-hmm. But Remember what thing. happened. Nobody knows. The real. The real crime. So you're just shouting things out. Hopefully he's like, gets his feelings hurt enough that he leaves you <laughs> No, if he comes in, the dog comes in. Okay, so if he comes in and the dog comes in, but that's the torture part. We still don't know if he was a spoiled brat or if True. he saw his father abusing his wife or if he was if he was a murderer himself because mm-hmm. of the crime he committed and how terrible it was. So here's the way you can protect yourself. You can tell him about his crimes or you could keep certain items around. And they are Bones. a whip, hot peppers, or a dog. We're good. We got two dogs. Two dogs. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're safe. Hopefully you got some hot peppers or, or whip in your house. <laughs> I'll have a whip. No lemon. No lemon. The lemons didn't, the lemons didn't do anything for him. Apparently it was more hot peppers. Lemon and hot peppers. That's a mixture right there. On top of whip wounds. Mm-hmm. Those are deep. And I got this story. Most mainly this story came from seeksghost.blogspot.com. Blogspot. Wow. Blogspot. <laughs> We hope everyone has a happy. Yeah, happy Halloween. Hello, happy Halloween. Isn't it supposed to be like horror Halloween? It's not horror. Frightful Halloween. A safe Halloween. There we are. Safe. Make sure you check your candies before you eat them. If you're going out, y'all need to check the candies for real now. Mm -hmm. Why? Because people are just becoming more crazy. The the one thing I hate is when I see the story about saying. That people are giving away edibles to children. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows there is not one person on this earth that's going to give away edibles to children because edibles are expensive. And why would you give them to children? (laughs) It's not going to do anything for them. Yeah, but even people tampering with with candies and giving them to kids. whether obviously unsafe stuff. I know they're like pins and razors and all that crazy stuff. But I'm just saying, nobody's going to give away hundreds of edibles for free. Mm -hmm. You can make a lot of money off of that. I do not give edibles for free. (laughs) 
Have a safe Halloween. Yes. Make sure you check your candies. And if you're going out, make sure you don't let people, don't give your drinks to anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't get roofied. Yeah. It's dangerous out there. It is. Watch um, your kids. Don't let them cross the street without you by them because drivers don't look. Yeah, they get excited. They don't. And it's dark. Put glow sticks on them. <laughs> Put glow sticks on your dog. Everyone's wearing yeah. reflective vests. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our Halloween special. Yes. Hope and you enjoyed hope it. You like it. This wraps up this episode. Subscribe to Las Brujas and Friends podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Las Brujas podcast and on Twitter at Brujas podcast. We would love to hear from you. Any feedback, suggestions, or personal testimonials that confirm these stories, we would love to read them. A question for you. What do you do to celebrate Halloween? Join us next week. We post every Friday, sometimes more. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye!